Welcome. To Arcade Audio. But you were kind to me, and you reminded me that the world is not my playground. There are other things that matter, but a simple needs protecting. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Why do you have so much candy? I hate you. It's. I think I've diagnosed what my king handy is. It uh, is... It is a headache inducer? Don Knotts trying to annoy somebody more than usual. Mm. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> I don't even... After, I don't la- after last week, I should put a moratorium on me doing voices on this podcast. I would Although, say so. It's not going to happen because of what we just watched, but... Um, I, can't, I can't even do it. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> yeah, you know, you... I'm terrible. You talk about me with impressions, but... Excuse me. You are legitimately... Terrible. Terrible in the worst of them. That is April 23rd, 2017. Back here on the show. Again, we are caught up. You are hearing this live in real well, time. No, not live. Not live, but I mean, like... I don't think we could ever do a live Married with Movies. There'd be too many long gaps where I, like, fall asleep and... Yeah. When we're trying to look something up and I'm Yeah, we won't, be, we won't ever be at Podslam just because I don't trust you in front of a live studio audience. I've been in front of a live audience before. Just uh, not at... I almost said, yeah, as a hoe with no context. <laughs> just the confused people. Just not, not at, you know, 9 o'clock on a Sunday night. After we walked around I'm in the sun all day and ran errands, yeah. Um, if you're new here, what we do is Smith fucking rummages through goddamn bags of candy. These people want to hear you rummage through fucking bags of bags. I want a Kit Kat. Okay, we. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like fucking Tope. Does that mean that you're comparing me to RJ? Yes, you're you want compared... your life to be miserable. More than usual. Oh, by the way, uh, her mouth is so big that wasn't uh, a Kit Kat mini. That was an entire four-part Kit Kat bar. Uh, she just no, uh, if you're new to the podcast, we're married, so we shit on each other constantly, and really just hate being around one another. But <laughs> once a week, we um, we manage to get through watching a movie with one another, and then we talk about it. That movie is either nominated back and forth by each other, or randomly selected out of the box. From our big, I'm sorry, just every five words I'm trying not to yawn. Uh, our big, <laughs> giant movie collection box. Um, Have a piece of candy. That was really bad. <laughs> wasn't as bad as I was thinking. What was worse was, like, the Vanna White hands you did with it. Like they, I don't know. They couldn't see, like, you, like... like Have some candy, like, making some candy. Yeah, you, like, pantomimed candy, but it was more so like a fucking Dragon Ball Kamehameha <laughs> you were building up to hers. <laughs> um, 
you know how much to report since the last time we recorded. By the time you're hearing this, uh, we will hopefully have already watched two movies out in theaters, so you'll be hearing our thoughts on those very, very soon. Of course, if you're able to read and you're listening to this podcast, you know that this is episode 149. We're reaching another milestone next week, episode 150. We have to block off. So it's like having a five-month-old child, a happy five-month birthday to our daughter Jillian, who's asleep over there in some blankets right now. Um, next week's episode is going to be Schindler's List. Uh, if you're, Again, if you're new to the podcast, every 50 episodes we watch um, the, the highest-rated highest IMDb movie that we don't own at the moment. Um, Put so your that, fucking phone on silent, man. We're doing a serious podcast, and you have to have your phone making noise. I'm sorry, our, Steve, our friend Steve Rian was texting me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ruin the whole the whole podcast. Um, like being in a movie theater and somebody's phone goes off. That's also one of my biggest pet peeves. People using their phones in the movie. Schindler's List. Um, will be next week. Uh, so we have to block off the three hours and like 15 minutes this movie is. And you know what's even worse? I think like the next like three, like episode 200, 250, and 300... I think are all incredibly long movies. Great. So I should have bought them. <laughs> Just so I can be like, oh, well, we already own them. Guess we can't do those. Yeah. But. Well, we would have had to do them regardless, so. Um, yeah, but like not in, not in the next year. That's, yeah, that's weird, man. It's been basically a year since we watched Shawshank. Yeah, I guess it had to have been. It's been 50 weeks. Where's the cards? Oh, yeah, they're right in front of me. Shawshank was episode 100, and we watched that on, come on, where are you at? Yeah, May 5th. Wow. Yeah. So it, it all catches back up. We were so ahead of schedule, and now we're right, right back, back where we were. Mm-hmm. Anything else notable? Anything else you want to talk about? Who the fuck's calling me? I really want to answer at 8.58 at night, this fucking UF... Are you student trying to call me for fucking money? We don't have money. We have for a like college baby. Journalism. I just want to answer this and say fuck off. Take me off. And we'll be nice. No, because why are you calling me at nine o'clock at night on a Sunday? On a Sunday, the next time that calls me, I'm answering that phone. I know exactly who it is. Knock it off. Take me off your list. I don't use my degree. Fucking Tebow's the worst. <laughs> Zach, Blasphemy. <laughs> Blasphemy. He's killing me. <laughs> Sound like Muttley. God damn it. Let's get into the I thought the you weren't podcast. supposed to make new voices. No, I wasn't. Ah, that really hurt my chest. <laughs> oh, no. Now oh, I hurt. Yeah, um, let's get into this so we can get, get it over week's, with. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into this week's <laughs> podcast. Uh, a twofer, a two-pack special, because uh, this was a two-movie collection. The Emperor's New um, Groove Blu-ray. and Kronk's New Groove. Uh, I read it. You read it? No, no, you do read it. I'm sorry. The opposite who drew it reads it. Yeah. Two hilarious Disney animated adventures includes Blu-ray and DVDs. Experience Disney's outrageously funny modern classic, The Emperor's New Groove, and the side-splitting sequel, Kronk's New Groove. 
presented for the first time ever on Blu-ray with perfect picture and sound. Featuring an all-star cast and the Academy Award-nominated song, My Funny Friend and Me, Best Music Original Song, Sting and David Hartley, 2000, this two-movie collection is king-size fun for the entire family. When the young and spoiled Emperor Kuzco is transformed into a llama by his sinister advisor, Yizma, it takes a thoughtful peasant to restore the kingdom and show Cusco just how much fun it is to be true to yourself. Then laugh along with Yzma's hilarious henchman, Kronk, as he cooks up big trouble in the fantastic follow-up film. These two comedy classics are better than ever on Disney Blu-ray. <clears throat> Trish in the phrase classic. So, uh, I remember watching Emperor's New Groove with my sister, actually. We just saw my sister today. Um, which was a great time. Uh, definitely the highlight of the day. Um, I remember how I... Uh, so this came out in 2000, so I was 13. Um, so I was kind of like out of animated movies, but she had heard it was funny, it's and I heard Disney. the same. So we rented it, I think, at Blockbuster when we were in sure. Columbus. Watched it and laughed a lot and enjoyed it. Um, and I think it was the only time I'd ever watched it. Um, so I always would say to you, like, oh, man, Emperor's New like Groove. I yeah. like it. It's, it's an underrated Disney movie. modern Disney movie. It came after the Renaissance, and it came, mm-hmm. like, like in the midst of Pixar, so not a lot of people remember it. Um, so you bought it for me uh, a while back. It had Kronk's New Groove attached to it, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, so Emperor's New Groove, we watched the other day. Um, it's Okay. Sadly, it, I don't think it's aged well. Um, I, I don't think I can share my thoughts without getting right into the performances. <laughs> but I really, really don't like anything that David Spade's ever done. David Spade. I mean, he's reaching. Is really, so I think, I think I figured out exactly why. As a 13-year-old, David Spade is probably hilarious. If you're 13 and you watch, like, Joe Dirt. Sure. Or you watch, sure. like, fucking, uh, fucking his part in Grown Ups or everything else. I remember the first movie, this is sad, so the first movie I ever saw for free while working at a movie theater. I started working in a movie theater August of 2003. And I was like so amazed, like, oh my god, I get to go to the movies for free. Me and Andrew's angry. The first weekend that I worked in a movie theater, that night when I got off of work, we went and saw Dickie Roberts, former child star. Why? For free. Because it was like the new movie that was out. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. David Spade, he's so funny, right? We were fucking, what, dumbass 16-year-olds? Uh, not change much. The only thing... That I remember about that movie is some crazy black lady saying his catchphrase from the television show, You're knocking futz, Dickie! <laughs> Call a bitch! And me and Andrew still say that to this day. And the movie's terrible because it's David Spade. He's fucking awful. So him leading a Disney film with his brand of comedy as a fucking voice. llama and his voice. He's the LVP of Emperor's New Groove, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's terrible. He's, it's like... I, I imagine these were like, oh man, he, you know, he can be like Rob Williams in, in Aladdin. I, I like, because I read, oh. I think that's what the thought was. Like, he's so crazy and kooky. 
you know, and he's got his his own brand. He's just so fucking whiny, and I get he's supposed to be unlikable, but like even I mean, when they didn't have to make even, it like yeah, even when he's like having like this renaissance of personality. You just fucking want him to get punched right in the yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. When he's right in the like llama mouth. Turning and, and being a good person, yeah. It, I just... love llamas. I love llamas. It's <laughs> such a random thing to say. No, I do. My mom went to Peru and she brought me back mm-hmm. a bunch of things. And my favorite thing that she brought back, the one thing that I adored more than anything, was this little llama that was made out of alpaca mm-hmm. and like llama fur. And mm-hmm. I love it. It's on my nightstand. But, um,. I mean, I love llamas. I do not like this llama. I like David Spade of the llama. No. Nope. This production apparently had a, a huge undertaking. Like, it had been developed for several years, and they wanted it to be, like, the next but Disney why? classic musical. Be... It didn't really have that many songs. Well, it's the thing. It changed into more of a slapstick, madcap. It wasn't really that funny. Quick. No, it wasn't. Like, this quick... It, um, I think I saw that, like, Chuck Jones, very famous uh, animator, part of, like, the Tex Avery crew back in the old, like, Warner Brother days. Sure. Was involved in the making of the film. And you, I see the influence, like, it's it moves very quick, and it's a lot of, like, quick cuts and, like, visual gags. Um, and I think it's fine. It, it's not, I didn't, like, laugh out loud that much beyond, like, a couple times. But the story's pretty lackadaisical and mundane and you know the villain uh yzma as a villain is not very like exciting eartha kid is fine she yeah she's fine she's but cool i didn't like what they chose to do with the story also like was it like her. so like so his the emperor's new groove so like the, it starts with him just like dancing and like he can't get in his way because he's all about himself tom jones by the way singer great job tom jones um Shout out Tom Jones. Tom Jones, everyone's favorite, Tom Jones. You're the worst. Um, like, so this isn't the Emperor's New Clothes. No. Emperor's New Clothes is a totally different story. Yes. Of somebody tricking the Emperor into wearing nothing. Yes. Because they think, they convince him that the robes are invisible and they're the most amazing thing ever and he has yes. to have them. So again, it is a, a, a full of himself Emperor that's like the only thing that translates. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is, I mean, this is about an emperor gets turned into a llama. <laughs> I think that the stories are different. I think, um, I think that the stories are different. Yeah, I think it's a little different. There's also, it's also distracting to me. I don't know why, but it's in that weird era of like it's not computer animation. It's still hand-drawn, but it's not, like, hand-drawn like the classics are. So, I don't know. It just, like, didn't look... It's like a hybrid. Yeah, like, it just looks weird to me. And Kronk's new groove, I just look cheap. Um, they don't... They didn't really... I didn't really... Like, and I've said this before when we watch, like, The Rescuers and stuff. Um, to me, like, these, this isn't... These aren't Disney movies. To me, it doesn't have They that. are. It doesn't have the charm. Right, it doesn't, it doesn't have, have the, the charm. Like, I know that they're Disney movies. The Rescuers are Disney movies. It doesn't feel like a Disney movie. Well, the first one definitely doesn't, because it starts with David Spade crying. <laughs> That's David Spade crying. As a llama, specifically. Um, it tries to do, like, all these, like, you know, cool, different things for an animated movie. And, again, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't remember what I liked about it. 
when I, while I was watching it. Like, I was openly, like, on my phone trying to find something else to do to occupy my time. Which isn't, like, a good thing for a, what was that, 70-some minutes? It was really short, too. Yeah. It was 78 minutes. And I was just like, let's hurry this the fuck up. Yeah, well, the second one was even worse. Like, we stopped in the middle of Fed Jillian, and it's still... That felt like the three hours and 15 minutes I was going to take to watch Schindler's List next week. Great. Um, there were a couple... Yeah, it was, it was maybe three songs, four songs. I think I must have fallen asleep because I honestly... Because there's the opening that. song with Tom Jones. There's the song where, like, they're getting along... Um, also, because that's the other thing I read was, like, this is going to be, you know, like, a serious, it was going to take the culture of, you know, it was obviously based in, like, you know, Central American culture, supposed to. Yeah. Um. Like, the Incas. Yeah, so, like, Sting was going to write, like, fucking eight bullshit songs about the Incans. Um, Sting, fucking white British dude who has a lot of sex, not a lot of sex, long sex. You know, Sting's in a, like, tantric sex. You know Something this? You heard about this? No, I'm, I'm doing this like a thing. Hey, this is the Sting guy. He uh, has a lot you of... You heard about this? Yeah, he uh, you heard about this? Uh, long sex? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, punchline. This guy's a lot of sex. Um, and then the song, like, they, I think they played during the credits, and it's just, like, so not a, like a Sting song. It's just fucking weird. And it's like... It has no, like, value. It just feels very empty. It just feels like, yeah, I could put this on and, you know, it'll be fine. But. I mean, I'll be okay if I never watch it again. It's, you know, typical, you know, pig-headed, gets put, change, has to, you know, combine forces with the person that is really good but he was being bad too. Calamity ensues. They get out of it. Calamity ensues. They get out of it and start to understand each other. Uh, and then he becomes a better person. But or well, first like betrayal, or you know, second guessing what they're doing. Um, separate. Everything's terrible. Find each other again. Save the day. Oh, we're friends. We have a pool. Hooray! <laughs> I just saved you time watching the movie. Uh, what I miss in there? Um, they were. At a restaurant at one point. The squirrel. The squirrels. They talk chipmunkies or whatever. Squirrelies. God damn it. Both these movies didn't fucking hit you over the head with the angel and devil on your shoulders. Man. How many times in each movie? Probably six or seven. In the second one, it's at least four or five times. Yeah. And it's just like, good lord. Who fucking has a... God you damn have a lot of choices to make. Devil Cop Complex in Disney. Um, the second one. God damn. Just these direct. We're really finding out. No, I'm fine. These direct to DVD Disney movies. We had it with Return of Jafar, which we both had a fondness for. We're remembering Not it anymore, sugar. man. And we don't. No, we lit it on fire. Uh,. I don't know what we're going to do. Kronk's new, new Groove was, I don't think it was as bad. The re, I think it, okay. I think it was as bad. I don't have as much of a, like, a shouting, like, 
angry effect to it because I had never seen it before. Right. And we had just had, like, we knew going in from Return of Jafar that there's a good chance that this is going to happen. Exactly. It's a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? Yeah. What? I don't know how many reviews. Probably, like, less than a dozen reviews. And I would agree with that. Uh, (laughs) It is a meandering, worthless mess yeah that takes i think the best part of the first movie mm-hmm. in Kronk, who has a who you know the dim-witted sidekick which always seems to do well in most of these disney movies and they gave him the main part and it just is very irritating by the end of it what's like a i feel like we have like another film we've already experienced or another series that we can kind of make that connection like what is another movie we've watched or know of that we're like oh this character was really really good in this let's give him his own platform um, I feel like we've had either had something recently or we talked about it mm. it essentially is like I mean this is so there's levels so like you can either do Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and like figure it out and uh, figure out what the, the positives are and go with those. Or you have this, where it's you have a very one-note character that you're now going to try, like, layers to and give him, like, an unapproving dad and a love interest. Um, and that has six reviews. Six? Okay, well, still. Uh, half a dozen. Um, then you give him, like, two completely different stories because they had to bring Yzma back, and then they had to, like... And it didn't make any fucking... It, it really made no sense. And again, it was all over the place. Very early on, I was like, this sucks. I Like, I'm so mad I didn't fall asleep during this one. <laughs> I'm mad, like, I, like, we wasted... I said in the middle, I'm like, this is just a waste of time. Yeah, it's, just, it it's just mindless, money-driven entertainment. Like, we've talked about with other fucking sequels. Like, we talked about Alvin and Chipmunks. That's just, like, it's just produced to hope the parents are dumb enough to subject their kids to it. It had, like, all these crappy pop culture references. It didn't have, like... It had a musical number, but it also had in the middle of it... Um, what song was it? What? What song was playing when they have, like, the big... Basically, like, their foreplay scene where they're making fucking raisin bread. I don't bread. even know what song it was. It was, But it was very sensual. No, but it was... Uh, it's a famous... Uh, it's not like Groove is in the Heart, but it's... Uh, Oh, shake! Was it shake your groove thing? Shake your groove thing? Was it that one? Yeah. Or was something like that? It was something like that. I wasn't really. Uh... <laughs> I tried to tune out as much as I. We could. have a movie review podcast, that. We don't have a music. We openly. Oh, let's groove tonight. Let's groove tonight. In that scene alone, he has a Michael Jackson glove and does the moonwalk. They do like fucking voguing. They do um, Lady and the Tramp, Titanic. Uh, there's another reference they have in there. It was something like, oh, Tarzan. Um, earlier in the movie, the old dude is doing fucking Gollum. That was really weird. For like, when that no happens, reason. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, I was half paying attention. All of a sudden, I hear, like, my precious. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Did... Who copied over Kronk's new group? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I looked up. And it's this old fucking crusty, like, again, annoying old dude in a fucking 
Adam Sandler and company fucking animated movie pissing me the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just not... It's just not good. And then, like, it starts... Again, another sequel that just starts and has the same formula almost So the other one. Gotta do the same... Same thing. The same setup, the same, like, narration. You had to bring David Spade's dumbass back. For what? To talk some more. Like, I saw him and I was openly mad. I was just like... Yeah, there was no reason for him to be in that Just movie. like, I know that Kronk is not going to carry this 75 minutes. That's going to feel like 75 days. But I don't want you here. Right. I don't need awful. you breaking the fourth wall and bringing in the poster. Oh, it was awful. I don't need you... Seemingly being a douche again. Yeah. Was there anything you liked specifically about either movie? What? Uh, no, I mean, the first one was fine. There's some chuckles. It was fine. It was fine. I liked... The first Kronk one... Kronk in the first one. The first one would be a really good DreamWorks animation yes. film. Yes, It's not on par with Disney, but it, I, it was enjoyable. It was fine. Yeah. Fine. The second movie. I I got nothing for the second one. I like the waitress. I liked her in the first one too. I like the waitress. Yeah, she's you know curmudgeony little waitress. Yep, yep that's about <laughs> it. The first uh, that fucking bread scene in the second one was the worst. It made me uncomfortable because I was like, this is like a Disney movie sex scene with bread. Yeah, and they're talking cronky poo and like doing all this dancing and stuff. Also, because, like, uh. I don't know if you've ever done this for animated movies, but, like, I also analyze, like, like the voice talents. Like, if they're in a relationship or they're going to get together, like, if there was an animated movie, what that, like, couple would look like. Like, if it was, like, so live So it's Patrick action. Warburton and Tracy Ullman, and it's like, wow. no. I don't want to see that. No, thank you. It was weird. That is. I don't know what you're talking about. I was wondering when you'd get here. Hey. Hi, I'm Patrick Wahlberger. How nice are you? Nice to see you. Good to see you too. What's going? On? We just watched your movies. Uh, Kronk's New Groove. New Groove. How? What? It was one of my best works. Okay. Well, it sucked. Hey. <laughs> your best work is actually uh, as the flight attendant. Uh, this is your so cat. This is your captain speaking. Oh no! Hold on. That was too sensual. Hold on. This is your. <laughs> this is your cap. This is your captain. This is your captain speaking. My record is skipping. I apologize. <laughs> Take care. That this was is, good. This is soaring. That's good. You gotta be careful because like it's gonna go in and out. It's already losing it. I, this is your captain speak. This is your captain speaking. This is your, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was my Beetlejuice. I'm Beetlejuice. I might be coming around here a little more if that's okay. Because other guy can't come around. Found out what he got to do. It's voice demodulation. You have no no tone in your voice. And then uh, you do this every now and then. That's all you got to do. And you pretend you're deaf. <laughs> that's why I take long breaks when I'm talking. Because I'm waiting for you to say something, but then I wouldn't be able to hear what you're saying. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. I'll be back.
Did you wake up the baby? No, she's fine. No, she let out a disappointed sigh. Yeah. I agree, Jillian. He's trying another voice and it's just not working. I agree. Also, well, I feel bad because obviously last week Beetlejuice is no longer with us. You know, we did the podcast. He's gone. Maybe on very special rare occasions if we do like a Michael Keaton movie or something, he'll come back. Uh, I'm watching MST3K The Return and like every fucking episode they're doing riffs on dice. So I feel like I can't do dice anymore. They're just taking all your stuff. My King Candy sounds like Don Knotts in the middle of a rape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> You're gonna make me pee in my pants. So, like, I gotta come up with something. Gotta do, gotta, gotta, gotta bring something new to the table. I know, but it has to actually be good, so people will want to listen. Of the four impressions I just talked about, is my Patrick Warburton not the best by far? By far. By far. Um, Poor thing. Who, me? Yeah. Patrick Warburton has had himself a career. So he's my my MVP for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and John, I love John Goodman. John Goodman's good. John, Goodman, John Goodman's John Goodman. John this. Goodman is the man. He's he's himself. But I don't think he will ever win MVP just because he's just John Goodman. He he He's always going to show up the work. He's always going to do a goddamn great job. We had the same conversation with Argo. He's yeah. always gonna be the second place in MVP. It's like he's never been nominated for an Academy Award. It's a damn shame. I don't think he ever got nominated for an Emmy for Roseanne. That's a damn shame. He was really good on Roseanne, but Could not as wrong. good as Roseanne. He, he probably did, and I just I don't think he won though. Like Roseanne won. Um. Also, John Goodman is my favorite celebrity name drop joke in a movie ever. And this is 40 when uh, Leslie Mann is arguing with Paul Rudd because he's been on the toilet for 20 minutes. And she's like, what are you doing in here? He's like, I'm, t- I'm going to the bathroom. Who? No one takes a 20-minute shit. Who takes a 20-minute shit? And he goes, John Goodman. <laughs> it's like, absolutely. He absolutely definitely, he does. He definitely takes a 20-minute shit. He, he won a Golden Globe Award for Best Actor in 1993 for playing Dan Conn. Okay, but he never won an Emmy. Mm, doesn't say that, no. God, John Goodman's trophy case is way too empty. That man needs... He's got a ton. He's been in a ton of He's been in fucking everything. Actually, uh, I don't think we talked about it on the show, but at Walmart several weeks ago, I picked up another great uh, like 12-film collection uh, with Cop and a Half, Ghost Dad. That's going to be a fun podcast. Um, Ed, the... (laughs) The Matt LeBlanc baseball chimp movie. Uh, but in that pack, there's like three John Goodman movies. Uh, King Ralph. Um, Matinee or something like that. And I forget what the other one was. And it's just like, oh man. Okay, if he doesn't get any of those, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, Sergeant Bilko. I, oh, that's, why I, that's why I bought it. Just for Rich. For Sergeant Bilko. That's what it was. He's been nominated for an Emmy, but I don't think he's ever won. Okay, yeah, but he never won. Yeah, so... Um, actually, thinking on top of my dome, there's one movie I can think of that if, whenever we get to it, I think John Goodman win MVP for it, but we'll get there whenever that movie gets drawn. Yeah. All right, so Patrick Warburton's MVP for the first one. He just, he knows how to do that character. Like, he, he can be so dumb, but so endearing. Um, he just, I wrote David Spaded. I don't know what that means. Somebody probably exactly. somebody probably needs to. How many dumbass kids does David Spade probably have? Here, sad fact: David Spade has probably 
if you made a list of like the the a thousand the most beautiful thousand women on planet Earth, David Spade has probably had sex with at least a hundred of them. That's really sad. He's just he looks he looks like what Kurt Cobain would look like now. <laughs> like all you know, all things considered. Um Patrick Warburton, he does like he shows up in fucking everything. He does. Right back from Seinfeld, he shows up in fucking Epcot ride cue instructions. <laughs> he shows, you know, he's, you forget he's fucking Joe on Family Guy. He's been doing that for fifteen years. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was the Tick, um, which I have over there. I've, I've heard it's a great show. Would love to see it. I've seen a few episodes. It's pretty good. Yeah, he he is always a shining star in whatever he's doing. Um, yeah. He's got that charisma. Yeah, he's just in his voice. Yeah. Is just, that's why he's such a good voice actor and yeah. like this in Family Guy. You know, he can go up against the strong voices he's up against in that movie. He is distinct. Or in that in that T V show and still be yeah. yeah. He stands out. Um we talk about John Goodman, Eartha Kitt's also good. Wendy Malick always does a great job. Well, I guess let's get in the MVP and OVP of the second one. We already determined the first one. Um Right. It's hard like it's just such a it's just a, such a pile of poop. I did not like Tracy Ullman in this at all. I didn't like Tracy Ullman yet. Normally, I I like Tracy. Normally, Ullman. I like. Normally, I tolerate Tracy Ullman. It really depends. She can either be really overwhelming to me, or she can be very funny. And she was very overwhelming in this. Um, she came in so late too. Yeah. Um. I mean, sort of poppy, and that was what the whole thing was about. Oh, the dad. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of Alberto El Patron. <laughs> I was like, I honestly blacked out. I'm like, did I miss, did I miss Alberto El Patron and Crunks and Groove? That's been all for this week's episode. <laughs> really ass, really random ass reference if you don't. No wrestling. Um, and if you do, listen to one of our sister podcasts, yeah, yeah, uh, Podswoggle, uh, part of the but Arcade Audio But you already know Network. that. I'm not going to start doing Alberto Patron on the podcast. Please it's don't. terrible. Um, so we're we making Tracy Ullman the LVP of the second one? Yeah. Is she like a family member that's like yes. dating a relative or something? Yes. Don't say it. Don't say it, man. They're not going to listen. They might. They won't. They might. All right, LVP. My cousin's dating her daughter. They just moved in together. So I was trying to not say much about her. <laughs> I, I I thought that was the case. Yeah. Um, look, me names. Look, I'm fine making David Spade a two-time OVP out of the gate because he is really, really distracting every time he comes into the movie. There's nobody else okay. that's like that bad. Let's do it. Here's how, how far do we need to hurry this up? Here's how bad David Spade is. So he interrupts like the beginning of the movie and starts doing his narration thing, and like his first couple lines, I'm like. Who's a shitty ass fucking David Spade impersonator? They got to be David Spade when he said no, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, is that?" And I had to go on my phone. If you if you watched me, like his third line, I go on my phone. I go, "Oh fuck, that's just David Spade. He can't even be himself." Yeah. From a previous movie. Yeah. Tracy Ullman, I think hers was just a, a bad choice, and also a victim of just bullshit writing. At the very least, like, David Spade should have been able at that point to be the same character he just was, convincingly. Right. And he failed at it. 
That's a I'm, I'm fine making it David Spade two times okay. in a row. Okay. Does that, does that, that counts as two LVPs? Yeah, that right? counts as two LVPs. So he joins, I believe, Elijah Wood. Oh, that, as the that only, makes sense. As the only two, let me consult. I don't think we've had David Spade at anything else. Um, God, I'd hope not. Uh, yeah, Elijah Wood. Is, oh, I'm sorry, and Jennifer Connelly. That's <laughs> the only. Also good. As the only two-time uh, LVPs. So um, yeah, David Spade the third two-time LVP in uh, in oh podcast boy. history. Um, MVP of the second one. It's not Patrick Warburton. It can't be because. I think it was the waitress. <laughs> she really I was serious. Because he has moments where, like, he has, like, at the end when, like, he realizes, like, oh, like, I have all these people around me. And, like, like he makes those little, like, voice decisions and choices. And, like, it, it turns into comedy when it's supposed to be serious. Right. And, like, you can't have that happen when you're the lead. If you're, it's empty. Um, when you're the supporting character, then you can do that because you're not looked upon to do that kind of stuff. Right, to carry the movie yeah. and stuff. Um, I thought Eartha Kitt was better in the second one, too. She was hardly in it. She was hardly in it. And I didn't, it didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, that whole thing. It, it was, didn't make sense. It was basically, uh, basically what we, it's the Peach Dragon thing. It's the uh-huh. Sweeney Todd thing where it's, uh, fucking, um. What's the name of it? Mess up a Quantica or what? No, 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 no. Uh, we got into an argument about about what this. It's a like literary device. I'm like, it's not a MacGuffin. No, no, no. Again, you're wrong again. No, I was talking to about. I don't know, man. Like a placebo is what I was. I'm like, like no, no. I'm what they were selling, like just like oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't work. Yeah. Um, that whole thing with the senior home, it was a mess. But I thought she was. Look, that woman got turned into a cat in the first one. Then she got turned into a fucking bunny rabbit. And she's still fucking Eartha Kit. So she's still a badass. John Goodman's barely in it. Um, The father was distracting. Wendy Malick was fine. So you want to make it the waitress? (laughs) I like the waitress. All the kids were fucking annoying-ass kids. Um, Patty Deutsch. What else has she been in? Well, she was a frequent panelist on Match Game and Tattletales back in the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I watch all, I watch all that. Like Jean Reba. Her, her Match Game recap. Her answers were often convoluted and usually did not match. She became a f- fixture in the number six seed. Yes, yeah, she was. She's to the left of Richard Dawson. I know exactly who that is. Still alive. She's. I'm gonna look this woman up. So I, if I see her, if you see her, you'll know who it is. She. We watch. It's usually on during the day on the Game Show Network. The match. Oh, you know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad that I almost don't want to give her MVP just based off of her match game work. (laughs) All right, we'll make it the waitress just because she's. She the best it. part of nothing. The only time either one of us chuckled is at the end where she was. he was like, oh my god, you were listening. And she was like, my insides were like weeping for you or something. So, you know, that's, just, that's as good as it gets. Yep, exactly right. That's um, my thought of uh, the movie. Yeah, I really have nothing else. We watched two movies and... I, I could have done without either, to be quite honest. I mean, the first one was fine. 
Yeah, I just... The second one I could have done without. This is another example of, on a much lesser extent, than movies that we've given, like... Because the first one's probably going to get passable scores. It's sure. not going to get rousing, a sure. rousing reception. But, like, how many kids' movies in 150 episodes have we watched where we're like, what the fuck were we thinking? Yeah. We were fucking stupid kids. And there's a, there's plenty that's still good and holds up. And this, I think... I think it's just... I overrated how underrated it was. I think it's probably appropriately rated and that it got decent reviews. It wasn't rotten by any means. I think it was like high sixties, low seventies. Eighty five percent. Oh, okay. Well never certified mind. But how many people fucking talk about it or say like, oh my right. god, I love Emperor's new group. Right. It exists. No when one's When people talk about it like out. their favorite Disney movie, this is rarely it. Yeah. Or even like like the best. Like right. it's not coming up. Um so it's different and it does have a little bit of like not a lot of like adult humor, but it has humor that's clean, that is easily enjoyable for all ages. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's a benefit of the first one, and that it doesn't have to make double entendres. With, like, raisin bread. Or go to certain place, places. Raisin, you know what raisin bread means? That means anal. <laughs> it's, they, were, they were having anal. While those kids were, the kids were up all night practicing their cheers for the chipmunk fest. Whatever the fuck that <laughs> bullshit was. Chipmunk fest. <laughs> Jillian's gonna do stuff like that when she goes into Girl Scouts. Are you gonna go watch and support her? No, I'm gonna go watch the fucking troop leaders butt fuck each other with raisin bread. Is what I'm gonna watch. On the front lawn with their fucking mother's headless core. <laughs> butt fuck each other. Alright, let's move to scores. Let's get let's get this over with. Yeah, we can make this one a little bit shorter. I spit on the recorder. Oh god. Um oh no, what did I do? We're good. Uh so you score it first. No, I scored first. Um Emperor's New Groove. I'm going to give it a five and a half. I was going to give it a six. Okay. So, it, it was fine. It was fine. I mean, that one I could put put in and I could stand to have it be played again, you know? Yeah, it's paint by numbers. It's fine. Sure. It can exist. It's sure. fine. Kronk's New Groove. I'm giving it a two. I'm giving it a two. I was going to give it a two and a half. Okay. Because I remember, I think I gave Return of Jafar a two. And it's slightly better than that. They're both utter garbage. But it's slightly better. This is this is just a victim of just not being funny and being a Too early scattered. an early aught direct to DVD movie that should know better, but is made for fucking little kids to not fucking have any clue what's going on. So it's a two point two five, so it avoids being destroyed. Um, so it can be watched again. Thank goodness. We would have destroyed the DVD anyway. Um, all right, cool. So 5.75 for Emperor's New Groove, 2.25 for Kronk's New Groove. Um, let's reach into the box. Of course, this will not be watched next week. Probably won't be watched for, we probably won't hear it in a couple weeks because we also have Blade Runner up on the docket. Plus, whenever Augie decides to watch The Goddamn Illusionist, we'll watch The Goddamn right. Illusionist. Also want to give a shout out to our friends at the Heels and Heels podcast. If you go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio, uh, what they are doing for their bonus content for the network is watching all the WWE films and talking about them. Well, they were so kind to send over after they watched it, The Chaperone. Um, I'm taking that as a listener selection, so we will it have to watch that eventually. It's not going to get put in the box. We're going to watch The Chaperone, something I've been meaning to watch for fucking years, very soon. But the random selection for... Uh, this go around. What are the, you looking to- for? You're destroying the box. What are you looking for? What are you doing? I'm looking for you to not have the no, cards go everywhere. what kind of movie do you want? Um, I'll take a good solid drama. I'm hoping for 
Another anime movie? Better anime movie. Let's see. Oh, okay. Big Hero 6. Oh, we got it. There you go. <laughs> that's All right. Creepy. That's good. You're not supposed to get what you want. Uh-huh. I've been meaning to rewatch this. Yeah. Okay, good. 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 Man. We have to wait a couple weeks to watch it. Damn it. Um, we've both seen Big Hero 6, so no expectation score for Big Hero 6 needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this that, week's episode. That sucks. That's the animated movie that follows this. That sucks for this. Eleven. Because <laughs> <laughs> it followed... Because um, it followed fucking the grooves. Um, the grooves is is. Oh, the grooves. Grooves is... The, yeah, I know. I was... The groove eye. Farmolage. The groovies. Now I gotta do the plugs. Arcade.net is our home base. I just talked about Patreon.com. Of course, you can uh, help us out every single month. Help um, the specific podcast. If you want to just donate to us or if you want to donate to everything, you can put it uh, put it on there with your, your money every single month. Get all kinds of bonus things, including bonus content. And there should be some Married Movies bonus content hitting the Patreon pretty soon. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play every single week. It's been a while since we've had a review. What are you doing, Samantha? I don't know. My head hurts. So why are you... Fucking bouncing it like you're fucking James Hetfield. <laughs> um, hit us up with a review on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. If you listen, go there, leave us five stars, write the review. No matter what it says, we'll read it on the show. So that's your opportunity to make me say something ridiculous um, in a voice if you want. Request a voice and I'll try it out. Oh, God, please. Um, you can also send us an email, marriedmovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Um, and social media, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Mary W Movies. We don't use either one on a regular basis, but we should. Um, yeah. But we have a five month old daughter. It's true, and we're thirty years old, and we are in technology. I don't even know how by. to do a Twitter. Thanks, mom. Ugh. Next week, episode one fifty. It's gonna be a laugh riot next week. Just you wait. I'm going to debut my Hitler impression. It's going to be. I'm oh kidding. My God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not in the film. <laughs> for Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing up for Meriden Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. You're the worst. That's so mean. We have to work overtime next week. We have to be awake. We have to be energized. We need to watch a movie at 9 o'clock in the morning. That's what we're doing on the 27th now. 7 a.m. when Jillian four, wakes up. That'd be four years. Schindler's List. When Jillian wakes up, we have to watch it. Should make her watch it. You have to watch it in school anyway, like I had to. I never had to watch it in school. I watched it. We watched it over the course of like I've three days. I've never seen it. You've never seen Schindler's List? No. Okay, so we have to do expectation scores then. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so, I A feel nine. like... So I've seen Schindler's... I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Same. Over the course of those three days, I took a lot of naps. So I, I, <laughs> I've seen parts of it. I've, I've seen, seen like the major parts, but I've I haven't seen, seen the whole thing. I've seen most of it, so I, I will not give... Okay, so... My expectation score would be a fucking 10, because it's Schindler's yeah, fucking list. Yeah, that's why I said a 9. I don't want to be disappointed, so I'm going to give it a 9 instead of a 10. Oh, fuck, if it gets perfect, what the fuck are we going to put in the box? Starve David. <laughs> I should have bought that goddamn Monica pin today. <laughs> it's your fault.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.